0: Welcome back to an all-new Super Metal Brothers podcast where we are so afraid to lose it all again. I am Super Metal Brother Matt. And I'm Super Metal Brother Dan. Channeling Pyramaze right there. We did review them earlier on the year to it a progressive metal that I like, but uh, getting us ready for this week's episode. Yeah, actually, that's a great segue about people we reviewed earlier this year because we also reviewed a band called Lockup earlier this year. And guess who's coming to Little Old Adelaide in the new Dead Fest? Didn't we call it right by reviewing their album that we kind of didn't like that much? Yes. <laughs> but we still swear by the band's uh, lineup, and they have the lineup. Of all the labs, including Bujira, but more importantly, a massive metal juggernaut, Danny. Yeah, I reckon Napalm Death. Yeah, the boys that i am talking to in our circles and the girls are like, what the hell? That is a massive draw card that people aren't too sure. So, down to the guys at uh, Truth Inc. Records and that who bought this, who's making this gig happen for the New Dead Fest. I mean, if you're in Adelaide, you have to see it, but they're also touring Australia and New Zealand wide. Hey, fantastic. Doing the old Anzac tour i know my nipples are erect for that so come and bring on some metal we don't get much in the way of the interstate bands and international bands so um by all means come down super metal brothers are here for you we didn't even manage to get our names on the show danny but uh then again we don't really have that much money to give them or anything a way of value obviously our bodies and our headlines aren't really that important apparently not That's very 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 sad i thought you know doing this for free for so long i think people just feel sorry for us and Give us free publicity. But you're here to hear what we are here to talk about this week. And this week, we are bringing to you what we promised over literally seven days ago. That is the Super Metal Brother Awards. We talked last week about the Metal Hammer Awards. And like the year before that, we know we can do it better. Definitely. The fans know we can do it better. Yes, So, we're going to bring it. Well, and did we do it better? That's the question. Bam, bam, bam. You're going to have to find out. Oh, contrast. Talking about the latest job from record, which is actually starring of the... Noose, nows. Noose. Nows? Noose, nows. Noose? Noose. 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 Noose? Noose. 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 Interesting album. We We can't wait to talk about that. But before we get into all of that, let's talk the news. Right off the bat, we are talking about Ghost. It keeps coming up for some reason, these guys... Just seem to make on every week almost now, and the biggest problem for them is that the curtain has been revealed. The band that had so much mystery and um, that kind of aura surrounding it all got taken away recently. Danny, yeah, definitely. Once they this big lawsuit, and this um, discussions come out where all of the um ex-members of ghosts have all attacked um, Papa Uranus, whoever the dead German is yep. so they all deserve some more money or fair shares and Papa's come out and said no no this is my band and that's what now lawyers involved so now they're going to have no money <laughs> they, they, they finally made a profit this year and now that's gone yeah and so look the man who cl- who claimed to invented Papa uh, sorry Ghost Papa Emeritus character he's come out and said a few things about the whole thing Danny anything that we can really talk about Now this guy's been pretty cool apparently this guy's like a childhood friend of Three of the ex-band members, and he's just come out now. that I guess the trial started, or maybe pre-trial stuff. How I don't know. I've never been sued, so I don't know how it works. Fingers crossed. I might get there one day. <laughs> but he's saying how he um actually came up with this Papa Yemidis character, and then yeah, and the, and the guy agreed with it. But this guy's been cool about. It. He doesn't want any money or anything like that. Now he's mm. got to wait until after this lawsuit occurs, and this proper guy's any money left over? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> there might be like the real church where they have thrown their collection plate. He's like I got a couple of guys or a couple of favors to you know what I mean at a gig. So uh, hey, you steal it. You know, it's 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 taken it away, guys. You know, um, moving on to Seattle. And Jimi Hendrix Park is going to open this weekend. I don't think you could actually serve LSD drugs and suicide to kids in a theme park, Danny. But uh, apparently I was wrong. Jeez. This is, yeah, I don't know what's the, the, the concept behind this. Um, well, I guess the park. ride, the, the very short ride, I'd imagine, of Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, before, you know, you're dying. I guess what was it, You're dying your own vomit. So I'm guessing it's going to be... Pretty much like being at a family function I imagine, event, I imagine, you know? It's probably going to represent my life growing up through high school where the, the <laughs> poor lad, he had to play a right hand guitar, left, like he's a left handed guy. He had to play right hand guitar. That's my life. I had to do. to use left right handed scissors. I had to use right handed yeah. pencils, right handed books, everything, right handed football. Was, yeah, it was terrible. See, so, so we were growing up in a Catholic family, so naturally anything that was done with your left hand was considered Satanism. So naturally we were drawn to the metal occult. So if you're going to be branded Satan, it's nice to enjoy some good music while we're at it. Exactly right. So, so, um, but Jimi Hendrix also being a fellow evil lefty like yourself, wrote music far beyond his time with the help of left-enhancing drugs, Um, now gets his own park uh, for whatever reason. Psychedelic, trippy, nonsensical. No, I'm not describing his music. I'm guessing that's also his theme park. Yeah, it'd be interesting. It'd be cool if they, they, I mean, this weekend when they open it, they're having guest musicians and speakers etc but imagine if they like one guy decides to host like a new music festival there like a woodstock part seven whatever you want to call it i mean yeah, that would be quite surreal we're getting a chris cornell park soon dan with a shooting range and stuff what, uh, what do you think uh, <laughs> anyway <yeah. laughs> let's get to the story of the i think the week i don't know if anything else is gonna be as funny as this ronnie james Dio. that's not funny gene simmons yes this is back to being funny what happened, Danny? The the symbol that was given to the people is now a symbol that Gene Simmons can obviously try to steal and trademark. Okay, I can't honestly this guy here, he's just become public enemy number one. First it was like Gore and stuff back in the was it, eighties and nineties with that parental advisory stuff. And now Gene Simmons, for some reason, feels like he has the right to trademark a gesture that everybody uses to feel his part of community, and quite and like Wendy dear, everybody owns. Cause yeah, that's it's part right. Of our community. Coming from the guy who what, tried to tra- trademark OJ, so yeah. we don't expect anything, but we kind of believe, just like our first love, that there was a stone that they wouldn't step over, a line they wouldn't cross, because we fell in love with something about them. For the fans, it was the music. For me, um. But more importantly, we want to talk about why it's so laughable, and Ronnie James Dio's wife, or sorry, widow, I'd imagine. Sorry to, to put it uh, in Rick's correct terms. Wife, I think. Has gone out on him because, like you said, Dio was a guy who kind of had it. That we believe, I think, mostly from the metal, the metal community believes that Ronnie James Dio generally is the one who invented the horns. Right? The story seems to make sense. You know, he was growing up from his grandmother who was giving the evil eye to protect herself away from it and dear and he as most artists do they're still things and he stole that use it as his symbol do it G. simmons claims that he stole it from spider-man so even though he's trying to trademark it he just re- freely admitted that he does it, and the way he does it look it doesn't look as cool as dio anyway yeah and the way he does it spider-man i don't think he even does it because spider-man never points his hand up and does he always points it down so that's right he's just he's being a dick this guy here, he's just He's just a... Ch- I know there's other people who've come out and show that so it's on from one of the Beatles covers and as a front from one of those uh, band called Coven or Coven covers back before this was ever happened, early in the 60s. So, yeah, there's more, but then the whole Evil Eye has been around for hundreds of years in like the Mediterranean area. But like, this guy's just the balls of this guy. And he yeah. came out like two weeks ago saying, oh, when kids get back together, we're going to do free concerts. Like, no, you're not. Stop saying... Oh, you're just a dick, mate. Douchebag of the Week award. Ah. Gene Simmons, we could not ever sympathize with you and he managed to get on uh, someone that you were talking about dating on the radio someone actually tried to defend the one person who had the balls to try to defend this guy and he was wrong in doing it yeah because this is legit Genius simmers actually have filed this to the patent office i'm like Yuck. unless he uses all the money he's going to get from this to fund every music metal band coming through ah oh, he's just yeah oh, he's a dick volbeat lands six Oh, sorry. Six number one on the mainstream rock songs chart with Black Rose. We reviewed this album, um, whatever it was called. What uh, was it called Lady Something? Oh, no, it's a long time oh, ago. Seal the deal and let's boogie. Seal the deal and let's. Boogie. And we gave you our opinions. It is our number one uh, trending podcast we've ever done to yeah. this very day. It is literally lit, up that was hundred times more than any other podcast, which takes oh. it to what number? A uh, hundred. A hundred. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, i can't wait till they come out their second album, <laughs> the uh, next album it's listened to across the world and to that the fans would say thank you and you'd be happy to know that i guess the one of your favorite bands uh has uh still doing that album cycle and picked mm-hmm. another song from that album yeah that's right they're doing quite well i mean yeah it's it's always fun i guess it's, it's actually coincided well with the uh new release of the transformers movie because i always feel like the lead of Volbeat. Sounds like the old Ret Guard, the guy from the Junk Planet, the old Transformers movie. So for me, he's like, ah, oh, perfect timing. See what they've done there. Yeah, go to SoundCloud.com forward slash Super Metal Bro, and you can actually hear our whole take on that album. But to summarize for it, we didn't really like it that much, but yeah. we didn't think it was terrible. Yeah, it's a bit like a party rock album or something. We do acknowledge that we are the minority on that, however, because mm. they are doing quite well for themselves, and they are playing to quite a number of people, whether it be at Hellfest or Grass Pop. Or even maybe your, your neighbor's backyard, wherever they can get a gig. Yeah. I'm sure they're going to fill it out. they with Metallica. There you go. So, congratulations. So, if you guys want to check out that our thoughts, go ahead. But if you want to see the film clip, I'm I'm sure ever, you'll you know be with everyone else that has seen it already. BBC Music Day honors artists including David Bowie and Lemmy. Now we all know how iconic Lemmy is. You know, lead singer from a Motorhead, played a mean bass, iconic for doing so much. S- yeah, single-handedly kept Jack Daniels afloat. Oh, absolutely, man. That's exactly right. Um, they even got a kind of interesting statue made him at the Rainbow Bar in uh, England. Yeah, uh, in California. California. Yeah, yeah. They're right, But th- yeah, there's even like, more people who were put on that list as well. You had uh, John Bonham, so ex-Led you know, Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. Even other people like Paul McCartney, John Lennon, Steve Marriott, Rick Parfett, Sid Barrett, and John Ethwistle. Or Big names. Any yeah. any favorites out of that list, Danny? Oh, I guess go pretty much based on Mary, get Lemmy and John Bonham definitely for yeah. what they've done. And uh, apparently, this happens once a year. And good old Tony Iomi was the person who, I guess, took off the curtain or revealed Lemmy's uh, plaque to the world. Man. That's great. That's pretty good. It's a shame that um they could be acknowledging some of the people who are alive. Maybe t- Tony Iomi himself. Maybe he's been acknowledged already in the BBC uh, Music Day Honors. However. Something tells me that they haven't been yet. Yeah, exactly. Right. I don't know how long this will go around for. I didn't research that much. I didn't get paid. Yeah. For <laughs> <that much. laughs> so if you want to pay the Superman Brothers yeah, to please. do some research on the show, please, please. <laughs> please. <laughs> um, we're going to move on to uh, another front man. Uh, being Tony, I guess Tony Army was one of them for Black Sabbath, but Five Figure Death Punch um we've got to talk about the drummer now sorry the explains why we haven't heard the album yet now i could understand that the problems they've had with their singer recently would be high on that list we've seen the biggest meltdown happen on stage where the guy twice now i think in the last six months in the last six months has decided i'm leaving the band but this time it seems a little bit more serious yeah last time he pinned it on uh uh, not their relative but someone who's very close he saw his mother figure dying and that sent him into a spiral. when he left like mid-concert and same well this one yeah, he left mid-concert I don't know why he, yeah. he can't bring up the dead mother again because you know how many friends have dead mothers that'd be you know obviously quite the coincidence yeah, yeah. so this time it's just kind of like nah but why do you think the reason is Danny caught into the article anyway well I didn't read the article because I forgot to read this one but I don't understand how you guys can write, an art, uh, write a new record while you're still touring I don't understand it's tough how, how do you do that Just it's just ridiculous so I have a feeling that's probably the big issue they're trying to maybe get more money to fund a new article. Yeah, album. Sorry, that's right. So, what's uh, what we recommend for you is uh, stick with this new guy. He sounds pretty cool, and he's got he's already been on a few things like Metal Sucks and all that kind of thing. And uh, yeah, start for, and just start again. And this hopefully this album will be yeah. the tizzle Manizzle, but they're doing quite well man they're doing they're selling mm-hmm. out arenas and stuff you know they're another massive band and got a certain sound that's iconic to their uh their name yeah. so but you gotta let the singer go you just can't keep nah. letting him do this to your band after a while the the novelty wears out and just becomes annoying and he it just doesn't look good it doesn't look good singers like chad krueger he had vocal cord surgery and when he woke up he just sounded like the loser from nickelback true and funny yeah that i mean like I don't understand. Did he like wake up and he's still under meds and he made a joke about himself? Because he's just pretty badly insulted himself. He did. And then there's been a bit of to and fro from the guys from Slitknot as well with... Um, yeah, hey, Corey uh, Taylor. Yeah, Corey Taylor. Yeah, they are had a go at each other. It's quite like... It sounds like a love quarrel. It does feel like there's a lot of flirting going on. Mm. You know, like um, he was saying, I think Craig was saying something about how uh his other bands, Stone Sour, are like... A cheaper version of Nickelback. Yeah, Nickelback Light. Nickelback Light. And we all know what Bud Light tastes like. And if you don't, Aye. have you ever warmed up your pee, put it into a bottle, sit it there for 12 months, and then try to drink it? Bud yeah. Light. Yeah, it's pretty great. And when you got someone like Amy Schumer trying to sell it, you know it's a terrible beer. <laughs> when they're getting people who probably live on the stuff, you know, and, and that's probably an inspiration for writing jokes. And what about her jokes Danny what can we say about Amy Schumer's jokes she has jokes <laughs> exactly because you know what all that pee is affecting her brain from Bud Light all that Nickelback Light, Bud Light so, beer, so. you can understand how offended uh, Corey Taylor would have got being compared to Amy Schumer I mean that's exactly what we're talking about yeah somewhere down the rabbit hole we, f- <laughs> we finally came to the, the nest yeah so um Jay Kroger sounds like the guy from Nickelback terrible news please someone help Nickelback yeah and it looks like Corey Taylor's gonna smash him <laughs> see that works out next week yeah. dude like we, we, we've seen the guy talk about it man like um, he's a big toughy but underneath he's all sweet you know worst case scenario he'll be in a Slipknot song Um, if, actually worst case scenario he'll be in a uh, sorry, Sour song and that'll be like you know not that interesting so hopefully, he pisses him off more Yeah. Let, let's just hope it goes for a little bit longer better songs out of it yeah What's it like to be with a dad who's a rock star? I'd imagine um, you'd have a bit more money, but you wouldn't really see him too much. In fact, yeah. the isolation and desolation would make you become a rock star in in turn. Where yeah. you'd obviously need, you know, some sort of father figure, and you might see him in a Jack Daniels bottle. Having <laughs> I mean, your dad called Jack Short, yeah. you know, is brown, yeah. which is uh, good for the political correctness culture we're That's going true. through. You know, you can identify with a bottle. Oh. Uh, you could see him as a stripper pole. Yeah. Sh- stripper poles are great. Like, his... I like stripper poles. I'm certainly glad strippers like stripper poles. <laughs> you know what I found out? Apparently stripper poles actually rotate. They're not fixed. Yeah, yeah. it's kinda of like the like magician table. saying that the buddy was in the hat the whole time. Yeah, it's, no quite... it's amazing. It's still impressive because, like, you know, they're pretty hot and they can do their splits and oh, stuff. and that's pretty impressive. Things, yeah. But they're not doing it with their hands. I thought the whole time no. their hands are doing it. I'm like, dude, oh, that's yeah. freaking nuts. Anyway. We're talking about metal. so <laughs> yeah, it's metal pole. Well, that's so enough. what's it like then for a f- dad, to maybe we should be like that, not seeing his son maybe, or what is it like being a kid who doesn't get see his dad because he's a rock star? Yeah, I mean, this article focused on a couple of people. One of the things that was kind of interesting was the uh, drummer from Slipknot. It wasn't Joey Jordison. It was someone else uh, whose dad actually was the uh, drummer for, it's like The Late Show or something. Okay. Then, yeah, something like that. And then his... Um, Dad ended up joining the East Street band with you know Bruce Springsteen etc. Okay, and like the guy and like the dad said, because look, I might be a rock star, I might know people, but people don't want to butcher in a band if you can't play the drums. So yeah. his dad was really good. He came like level head said, look, I can, you know I can give you contacts I can tell you how to play the drums, and get you ready for the rock star lifestyle. But at the same time, you still need to uh, know how to play drums. Yeah, when you're at a level in session music, that's not a level that like being just in a band because you're expected to play songs in rotation really fast you might have to sight read it and play it with a band you've never practiced with I mean that's the reality of these kind of guys so you haven't got time to be having drugs or cocaine and stuff because you can be practicing yeah I mean it it will help you get through a door and if your dad is very successful well then touring and record contracts and printing records that helps you out but look at like Bruce Dickinson's son and uh, whatever band he was in that kind of failed and even Steve Harris's daughter and that band that, that didn't go anywhere so just because you're Dad is a rockstar doesn't mean you're a rock star. Well, you have talent. That's why yeah, the talent. And sometimes the genes don't pass on, but maybe his grandkids will like shred and be doing like this eight arpeggio shred in three seconds thing, you know, and uh, maybe. Well, maybe that's where I mean Van Halen's kid's pretty talented. He's like on the drums, he was dominating. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I guess the last thing we want to do is check out the 10 upcoming bands that we need to check out in 2017. We like to take advice from people sometimes, not all the time, in fact, hardly ever, but we thought, let's see out of the top 10 of those bands where saying we want to check out. Now, if you guys wanted to check it out, I think it's on the Metal Injection website where they're talking about certain bands, but I guess in the end, I didn't really find it because I think right now we're, we're kind of stumbling across by accident some pretty big bands that didn't, none of them even made that, that list. Exactly right. I mean, th- that's the issue with metal bands. There's so many bands out there. Trying to find a band you like or a new band is a, it's like a, a one in a million chance. It's like yeah. trying to land a, a seller on a comment, which one very famous metalhead did. Yeah. But the problem, again, if you also like certain genres or certain styles again you're limiting yourself and just finding a good band out that style could take you forever because mm. there's, so, there's just so many bands these days man. yeah so with that you know um like just before we go into our next uh thing is if you wanted to let us know of a band that or a news story that you want us to cover, covered head over to facebook.com forward slash super metal bro and to leave us a comment or uh or suggestions because uh right this year we are doing album reviews as you know on the show so uh if you see a band you want us to check out but enough stalling because we need to go to a, our editorial piece, study. Too many times we take pot shots of certain award ceremonies or certain magazines for doing what we consider a lackluster job. You know, awarding certain or giving certain attribution... Attributing to bands or giving them a higher profile than maybe they deserve. But right here on the show, Danny, we're going to make it right. Excellent. Uh, you're right. I mean, every, this is it's not like one Little pet peeve, it's like a yearly thing. We keep being disappointed, disappointed by that Metal Hammer Golden God Awards because it looks like they just placate. It's like, are oh, you're a big famous band, you get an award. It's like, But it was a terrible album, or they're not the best live band. Last year, Lamb of God wins Best Live Band. Like, no, they're not that good live. Like, they got great songs and a good energy, but compared to like Iron Maiden, like, technically, Iron Maiden, or even who's uh, I'm on a modern martial winner every year because they come out with big stage and it's like all of a sudden they just keep giving awards to terrible people. Say no more, Danny, because you're going to hear us now placate to who we believe deserve the awards. And in fact, for the first time ever, we are doing the patented Super Metal Brother Awards. Yes, you heard right. We are actually now giving awards to the people that really did deserve uh acknowledgement and some sort of like, I don't know. We don't have any actually physical, but just maybe just a shout out and just to know yeah. that they're on our radar. Just a wink and a nod, mate. There you go. And when we, it takes off, the respect of certain bold brothers in Adelaide, Australia, would mate. mean more than any golden god will ever I do. Mean- for starters, none of our awards are sponsored by people. I mean, you can't have awards sponsored by people, especially our like record companies. Like, well, hey, who's gonna win that award? Yeah, you know? exactly. Is there? What's the chance of seeing like Meshuggah or something being on like the Sony EMY or whatever? Something. You know? like, yeah, I'm pretty sure they were Nuclear Bus. holiday Yeah, I, it's just all the time. So we've decided to put our necks out because eventually we we have to put our money where our mouth is, and we feel like we're passionate enough. We not well, knowledgeable enough, but we have a fair understanding of names, and we can yep. pronounce names, and we yep. can make up awards to fit in with these names. Alright, so first off the bat, we are giving our first award out for 2017, and talking about the Super Metal Brothers News Story of the Year. We have covered wow. quite the amount of news stories, and certain bands have managed to break into the heavy metal mainstream with doing something maybe controversial, maybe something that's actually revolutionary, or maybe just being complete tosspots. Yeah, we've we've seen like metal guys get into politicians and do well in parliament. We've seen Ozzy Osbourne have a apparently a new affair every day or a new uh, addiction or problem every week. Exactly right. But here we have our three contenders, and this year we are talking Canada number one: the possibility of Tool releasing a CD. Fan being sued or fan suing sticks for being hit by a drumstick, yeah. and the third story kid gets guitar from his dead father. There are three interesting contenders, but only one could win it, Danny. Oh, the winner by a long show is definitely this that poor lad who father passed on, and before his father passed on, he bought him like a nice new shiny spanking guitar. That wow, was such a beautiful story. It is such a great story. For those who haven't seen it, basically what happened was um, a kid is in a music store, right? And uh, he receives a card from his mother, and inside he opens the card and in it is basically his fathers wishing him a happy birthday Danny pretty much yep you know so that with an alone is quite a nice touch but before he passed away he had a special surprise for his dearly a beloved son and as they did it the he turns to the 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 shop owners or the the guys who are serving the retailers and they pull out a guitar case yep and that's quite, that gets the attention from anyone watching the video. So what they do is then they proceed to open guitar case and inside it is an absolute beauty. It is probably the most iconic heavy metal shape of a guitar you could probably find right now. It's one of those BC rich kind of warlock ones. Very distinguishing jagged lines, very shiny, very striking to that. Leaves the guy in tears. The sun is bawling, and so would you be, because yeah. I, 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 I don't know where that discharge come from. Yeah, oh, I, was, oh, I think I was allergic to my phone screen. Oh. I, like, I touched the phone screen, and then my eyes started like watering. Man, Wi Fi is a killer. Like, you oh. can get you bad. You know, it's yeah. not. It's like your your eye duct, your tear ducts hemorrhaging, and they it's yeah. like having a spasm. I think all that radiation caused you to like to bleed from the eyes, man. It's I f- mean, like till. Obviously, you know, hilarious. They're not going to release the CD. They, oh, they always change. It's they do it. And, story of the year. Mate. And the guy who he got hit by a drumstick, hilarious. But, um, you know, shout out. Yeah, I know it's not funny, but uh, great story and one that we can acknowledge as metalheads that uh, really deserves to be the one thing that gets remembered this year, okay, as a news story. L- Metal Hammer's Golden Gods like to acknowledge a shredder, but normally what they like to do is acknowledge a guitarist that they want to put over. What we're going to do is acknowledge an actual guitarist who can shred. Yeah. And what better way? Oh, I get it, because shredding is the ability to play a guitar really fast. Right. And very creative. Oh, sh- not, sh- not being a hot chick like Lizzie Hale, who won it <laughs> last year. Oh, I get you now. I get you now. We are talking the Michael D'Angelo Shredder Award. Yep. If you don't know who Michelangelo is, he's basically a guy, he got so bored at being so awesome at the guitar with his right hand, he did it with his left hand. When he got bored of that, he flips his head over and then shreds. And then he did it on a guitar that goes four ways, like an X. So he can play on any part of his X guitar on any neck. It is literally... A, a sight for sore eyes, but uh, yeah. Nevertheless and, it is impressive. He does all this wearing like a gold gym-like muscle singlet <laughs> and, just, a and a mullet, and a and a mullet. Can you believe he can shred with image. mullets? Yeah, 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 but he can. So, uh, what better way to do it? Let, but the trick is here is that we are only doing it from the bands we've actually reviewed on our show. So, the four contenders on the show for this award, sorry, is number one, Eric Peterson and Alex Skolnick from Testament. Dean Lamb and Toby Morelli from Archfear. Three, Henrique and Mishka from Omafaja. And four, Greg Burgess and Michael Stancil from Allegiant. Impressive resumes. We know that these albums have a lot of shred on it. We've seen the technicality and perspicacity. I think I saw that from The Simpsons. That's an interesting word. What's even more impressive is that we did like a Nevermore Retroview this year and Matt said no. Professionalism is key here, and he did not pick <laughs> Loomis and Steve Smith well, as that. A... <laughs> I think what's more important with that is that he leaves Arch Enemy because although he will shred on it and it'll be awesome, and I'm probably will review that, he hasn't done it yet. Mm, yes, quite. And being and that's unfair because we all like we can't we can't just do retro of our favorite albums. It has to be people who are producing material right, right now. Let's go. Who are we giving the award to for Michael D'Angelo Shredder? Well, this is a band we just reviewed last week, and it's a Canadian band called Archsphere, and what are the names again? Dean Lamb and Toby Morelli. Congratulations, guys! You deserved it. Now they kind of edged over Omphalja and Legion, because there's something about the more of the variety of their of their skill set that they showcase in such a quick, rapid fire way. And one thing you might not like the style of songwriting, but I think you can damn well respect. How they attack their guitars. One's got an eight string, one's got a seven string, but believe me, it could be, they could be playing on twelve strings or one string, and it would make you still look like an idiot. Yep. So what well are those master shredders, Matt? Yeah, an actual shredder awards. Feel free, metal hammer and all that. If you're still going around next year, you might not. Well, <sighs> so you deserve it. If you're not going to acknowledge people can shred, then you might as well be dead. Quote that, Super metal Brother Matt. Ouch. Anyway, next one, Matt. You're in love with the spotlight. Iconic from the band Rainbow. Yeah. Uh, now, who's saying that? Uh, that would be Turner. Jolene Turner. Came up with gold when he wrote that. Did he ever believe in his heart that he'd be quoted on the Super Metal Brothers in 2017, Danny? No, he had more of a chance thinking he would read form rainbow and be the least rainbow than be on our podcast that didn't happen either, didn't happen either. <laughs> nothing is coming up for Julian <laughs> turner right now is it uh no you see has a good set of hair so that's that's oh. something. <laughs> yeah well i guess he's got us there the spotlight kid award danny some people on similar brothers appear more in news stories than others yes and i think we need to really take the time to even though we might not like them personally in fact we've never met them before it's true we have to acknowledge that without them, we would never have a show. Oh, it's awesome. I mean, <laughs> it's like lazy journalism. And I normally attack journalists for being lazy, but she's lazy journalism. There's something to that, yeah. Definitely provocateurs out there, like anywhere from Mono Ekonopolis to Clementine 4. These people make so much money out of the misery and the suffering of others. But even if they really want it to keep it going and causing it, who knows? I know, right? It's controversial, but not as controversial as our contenders. Yeah, definitely, right? This is our one where... Uh, we've had uh, tons of people in the news articles. We've had like bandmates quitting, yeah, guys quitting on stage, Um, people being suing each other. So, who we have this time here is we have the people of Gene Simmons, we have Ozzy Osbourne, we have James Hetfield, and Phil Labonte. So there they are nominations and we had it was it was close. I mean, Gene seems the last couple. What well, he just did last week, I really wanted to give him an award. Yeah, but we have to give it to uh, Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, congratulations, Ozzy Osbourne. You appeared so much because we saw this at the time. Black Sabbath were just kind of rounding up. You know, they've done quite well, and all these stories just dropped. Infidelity, obviously, the drug stories came back to to full light, and um, sex addiction. Yeah. Hairdressers, yeah. literally everything, and him having sex with the kitchen sink came out to play. Yeah. So with that, we just had him every on every week, and we just yeah. couldn't get how more lunatic and how crazy these episodes would unfold. And much like if you've seen his episodes of The Osbournes on TV, you really got to see it play out again. Yeah, we really had to stop. Like, telling his articles we just thought it was getting too much Ozzy Osbourne otherwise we would have to start paying royalties for Fox because it would have been like an Osbourne's episode we were just ripping off so we thought no no stop talking about Ozzy Osbourne so really the character Ozzy Osbourne is maybe sometimes more interesting than the band itself maybe I mean it's a fair argument yep but with that congratulations Ozzy enjoy your award I don't know where you're going to put it but uh, you might need to buy a new house just buy it for us and we'll guard your award for you yeah too easy mate Best metal album. Now we kind of done this already, but we have to acknowledge it because you know a lot of people want to give it to certain bands out there who are maybe French and really love the earth. But what we love more is giving it to bands who actually write really good albums. Wait, so wait, wait, shh, shh, wait, shh, wait! You're trying to say is the best metal album goes to like the best songs, and an album? No. Now this this is revolutionary. Very, very revolutionary. Shireballs of the dams, Creatures Watching Over the Dead, contestant one. Number two, Testament's Brotherhood of the Snake. And number three is Flesh God Apocalypse the King. Now, for those of those who actually tuned in, they'd know the answer already, because if they're Submittal Brother fans, they know we did the whole entire top 10 list last year. Yep. For those who don't, Danny, the award goes to Italian Zone Flesh Got Apocalypse with the King. It's an easy answer, really. If anyone's listened to the album, they can, at least everyone can acknowledge that it deserves to be very high in their list, regardless, because it's got everything from orchestration, brilliant songwriting, great riffs, um, an eclectic taste of certain styles of music from classical. Black death metal, uh, some rocking elements as well. Singing, come on, man. We're talking like an uh, 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 opera superstar. On it. That girl now is a part of the member of the band. Yep, she tours around with them, even to Australia. Iconic. Mm. You got everything, this album, but it pushes a lot of boundaries and it does a lot of things right. It does so many things right that even the band doesn't even acknowledge it. A Million Deaths is the best song off the album, but I've seen them live. How many times have we seen them live this year? Three times, Eddie? Twice. You seen, twice. Yeah, twice. I saw him once. You, you saw, saw him, him once, I saw him twice, and they played the same set list. And that was about you know a good year apart from each other. So, you know, it might be it's still the best album of the year, but choose the best set list of the year. Yeah. Chucking a million deaths in there, yeah. and everything else will be A-OK. Yeah, fair play. So, congratulations. Now, we talked about this guy before. We needed to give him an award for someone who... It's just an outright douchebag. Maybe putting heavy metal into disrepute. Maybe doing something to heavy metal that features negatively so much that we have no other choice but to acknowledge that the the entertainment alone of seeing someone crash and burn is just too much that we can't let it go, right? Yeah. So this award is called the Super Metal Brothers Gene Simmons Award. Really, it's just for anyone who's just created so much controversy surrounding them or so much negative hate in, in a sound and a s- structure of, mes- of music that is really designed around that yeah i mean it's funny because we didn't have a title for this until like today or the last couple of days uh, we're a bit of foreshadowing but we'll, we'll still do the proper yeah. due process and have some sort of thought we said yes there are other people on the uh, contestants so our contenders for the Super Metal Brothers Gene Simmons Award, Floor Janssen hating Slayer, Suicide Silence, Treatment of the Fans, Phil Labonte's Breakdown, his massive hissy fit on stage. Twice. Twice. <laughs> Twice. And of course Gene Simmons. For being a dickhead. <laughs> and the winner for the Gene Simmons Award is? Gene Sims. Well done. the best is that we need to like write another name, just write G Sims on it twice. It's, um, it's just look, you put yourself over the edge with the whole um, the whole this whole the horn thing, you know, that alone would have got you in it, but you've done so much more for our show um, as well. It's just the way it has to be, Gene. But promising a free gig as well that you'll never deliver on. Charging $4 American for air guitar strings. Yeah, exactly. You're you're just a a terrible person. Exactly, Gene. So congratulations. We know who you are. And, you know, for all the kids fans out there, I hope somewhere inside you, you feel a little bit guilty about giving these guys your money because this is what they're doing with it. They're making, they're just slapping their balls in your face and you're just letting them do it because you're going to buy those air guitar strings and they're like, we didn't do anything. There you go. Congratulations, Gene Simmons. Welcome aboard the Super Metal Brothers list. Middle God, Golden Gods would be very upset they didn't think about this, eh, hey, don't they? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I think we need to talk now seriously about people in the metal community that are outside the metal community, but bringing heavy metal to the masses, mm. you know, this might not, this doesn't involve people inside of that play instrument or whatever. This is people outside of it, but bring metal to the fans. And we are talking this as the Super Metal Brothers Iron Mad award. It's an award of appreciation, isn't it, Danny? Really? It's about appreciating those out there who are bringing metal to the masses who don't involve themselves in the metal community. Let's talk off the top. We got Thomas Roszitsky. He's an Arsenal fan, right? No, he's an Arsenal player, right? Now he was remembered this year for being into metal. Again, it's the classic, you know, Metallica and all that kind of stuff. But you know, when a high-profile football player is acknowledged for being a metalhead, surely that does something for the metal fans out no, there. No, definitely, man. It actually feels like I really want to watch football more. I love football, but so many of the people out there who actually like metal more. You just, man, you just fell in love with these guys. At a whole new level, because it's just you always feel like these kind of top sports like that dance and trance and techno. You just like lose respect for them. It's like that's that's not music. You're a terrible person. Yeah. Having guys at the top like Mel, it's automatic, man. You got a top lad. You might not play on my team, but I love you for it. Yeah, exactly right. Mick Gordon is contestant number two. Now he is the reason why heavy metal was in Doom. Before that, the guys from Doom didn't want a metal soundtrack, but he was like, "Are you sure? Can I just put a little bit of guitars in there?" And when he, they finally buckled to that. He then went on to having a metal on sort of riffs with, to the degree that he, in the sound files, if you open them up using, you know, Pro Tools, you actually see 666 and Pentagrams actually in the sound file itself. So there's those WAV files, you know, those big yeah, sounds. Yeah. He's actually put them in there as well. That's, oh, that's how weird. metal the um the, the soundtrack is from Doom. And is he apparently Australian? Yeah, this I think we call in yeah. Top work, lad. And the last one is Triple H. Now, he's known for not only being uh, ambassador of heavy metal with being friends with guys like Lemmy, for example, and that, but also bringing together the wrestling and heavy metal community with the whole download festival and he's doing that kind of stuff where he's kind of bringing together the, both of the scenes. And we know how great wrestling is. We've watched it for many a kid. And to seeing these two worlds collide, I think is doing the best for both worlds. So the winner, in fact, Danny, of the Super Metal Brothers Man Award is... Triple H, down with the master... Welcome to the game to the Super Metal Brothers family. You deserve the award, man. I think uh, we are, not only because of the, 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 the class act he did for the Lemmy funeral, which I think he really was a great story. He really got to bring out the Lemmy that he knew and loved and brought it alive by storytelling and that to the fans, but also with the whole entire conglomeration with heavy metal and wrestling. Yeah, it's great. Yep. Champion, welcome aboard the family. I'm sure that our respect for you would mean everything to you. I'm sure it does. I'm sure he's got a tear in his eye right now. He would. And last but definitely not least, we actually have to give an award out of appreciation to a legend. I know that this is what generally when music award shows do, right? They put over someone who's contributed so much to heavy metal community that you know that you have to do it as a as an exclamation mark. Definitely, and I think I've actually come up with a better name for this title, and this should be called. The most superest metalist brotherest of all time. Okay, I was gonna call it the riff lord, but nah. we can do that. The super metal riff lord, or just super metal brotherest. We'll decide that later. Let's go with Super Brothers for now. Um so the Riff Lord goes to which person? Because <laughs> 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 so you limit now, Riff Lord, you can limit who went it now, don't you? Pretty much, but as a yeah. guitarist, that's all I really cared about. <laughs> 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 you, so you can tell who wrote the award list anyway. But more important this the lifetime achievement award really in a sense as well. appreciation award. The most important thing is this person has contributed so much to the heavy metal community and he really deserves to be acknowledged for everything that he's done so far and possibly even more. We have seen a possible reunion. Something's been rising, you know? What a (laughs) teaser. What a teaser. We are, of course, talking about the one, the only, Richie Blackmore. Rainbow's very own... In fact, Deep Purple's Originator as well. This guy has been the cause of the two most iconic heavy metal bands possibly in its history. Yes, you could attribute Black Sabbath, Iron Maiden, but I would like to think somewhere in your beating heart you would know that Richie Blackmore was a very big part of this. Oh, definitely. He was the guy who, one of the guys who brought metal to the community with like, riffs like Smoke and Warden and Black Knight. He gave us iconic songs like Rainbow Rising. He's able to like, in what introduce and mix so many different styles into his music. And music he playing. also gave us the name for one of our awards, the Spotlight Kid. Yeah, his there influence go. keeps going into this very second. Yeah, that's amazing. So and this guy's done. I mean, sure he at times would be difficult to work with, and sure he decided to go off the rails and do Blackmore's Night. And, yeah that sucks but you know every cloud has a silver lining and you know if Blackboard Nights and him wanting to bang his missus is the black cloud the silver lining is much bigger than the cloud and that really is his work with the rainbow yeah. and all that his songwriting and everything he's given us through that so with that we have to give the biggest shout out to our man Richie he is the most stupidest medalist brotherest. Congratulations, Richard! Enjoy your award. I don't know where you're gonna put it. It's got a castle, It's just got plenty room to put it somewhere. At a castle, well, yeah, all that money from writing Rainbow Rising, yeah, I, des- I think that deserves money. Yeah, that one song, honestly, yeah. should buy be able to be- buy someone a condo. You know, like if Metallica can like have a villa in Spain, then he deserves the whole entire continent yeah okay or, or castle. castle castle yeah congratulations Richie blackman with that we have to bring it close to the super Metal brother awards i uh, thank you for joining us this year with it Um uh, we're going to jump to our cd in a sec but before we do that any anyone you'd like to thank before we do the award danny maybe superman brother matt for coming up with the list yeah good work, super <laughs> brother matt i'd like to thank our sponsors thank you sponsors <laughs> <laughs> and with that we're going to jump to the uh, cd review City Review Time, we are talking the band John From A Staring of the Noose. Noose? Noose. Noose? Noose. I think it's actually Noose. Noose yeah. uh, we're going to call it Noose. Okay, so Staring of the Noose is an interesting idea, this album. Mostly because about a week ago, we reviewed a band called Archfear, and their album, The Lucid Collective, was very much along the lines of shoving so many riffs together in a way that you would never hear them again but you're looking forward to hearing the next one. It was pretty much an unconventional way of writing, I'd say. There was never a verse or a chorus or that. It was just... Storytelling. Next, yeah, it was in the next riff to the next riff to the next riff until you hit the very end and realize that you have to go to work. Terrible news for Superman Brother Matt, but this album kind of follows a similar pattern to a degree. They guys consider themselves a stark, psychedelic, meticulously crafted death metal band, but also... Um, the psychedelic part, I think, comes into play here and progressive deserves to be noted yeah. as well, you yeah. know. This is from members from Dillinger Escape Band, The Faceless, John Zorn, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That should give you a telling into what we're dealing with as far as a conglomeration of different sounds and ideas. Yeah, no, definitely right. This band, again, it's a new band. It's just their first album. They, Again, you guess you can call it a super group. Um, yeah, and it's just a very unique band it's just for one they there are so many different genres in there they the amount of genres they they classify themselves as like psychedelic and death i mean you can put doom in there a bit of thrash in there a bit of black in there there's just a stirring pot of all a bit of groove in there slight gent if you want it's just it's just like a whole concoction of different metal things could be considered a super group with you know matt hollenberg the guitarist from john zorn and cleric eli litwin from knife the glitter Intestness, also Derek Rinquist from The Faceless as you'd know and uh, another one, the bass player Liam Wilson from Dillinger Escape Plan. So as you're starting to see, especially with The Faceless and Dillinger, these guys are known for chaos and for almost writing songs that you're not really designed to love but for some reason get a massive following in a fan base. I don't get it in that sense, you know, sure. how, and they knew it, they were like, we just want to, it was Dillinger Escape Plan's whole entire idea was, let's, we're so fed up with the music industry, so let's write songs that people will hate. The well, irony. Yeah, the irony. They got, yeah. they got massive cause of it. Yeah. Yeah. Giving some of the best live, intense stage performances you're ever going to witness. Well, that's true. That, that, but that is great. That was great showmanship, oh, and, that, and cr- you go ruinous. to a Dillinger game you, You're going to be entertained. Yeah. You might not you might not know what's happening musically. And you might not know how to headbang because you just start end up breaking your necks. The timings all off. Yeah. But you will be entertained. Yeah. So let's talk about the the uh, debut album, A Staring of the News NOS. now I'm going to get this wrong a lot because it's spelt news, but it's not. It's it nos. is, it is, and I read things sometimes the way it's written. Well, it's to be yeah. That's that's an odd thing about the English language. <laughs> the English language. Well, it's, it's, it's a news, but it comes from the Greek word naus because uh-huh. I had to research a bit. You know. Yeah. Okay. So with that, we need to talk about the record, Danny, and let's from the head up, from the very first track to the very end. It's diverse. It's changing it's challenging it's um dark but it's also got um very uh, a lot of conglomerations different ideas it is really much a progressive uh, audacious effort one that to be honest i really don't like that much <laughs> well yeah unfortunately this is definitely a a style you have to like or appreciate to really get into because it to me it's it's very chaotic like they they try to just put layering of unique guitar feels over a like very intense drumming building a lot of tension up very like syncopated offbeat stuff um, then they can go really evil with the type of vocals so yeah. it's all about just creating a really tense chaotic sound now the thing is I re- when we reviewed Archivear last week I really felt between I could draw parallels from that band to this band but for some reason I fell in love with Archivear I just love the idea of how they combine those riffs together, but every time I felt like they're pulling me to a more awesome riff and a more awesome idea, and they're creating intensity and anger, and in such an evil backdrop, because those ideas sounded so sinister. The ideas in this are sludgy sometimes, very dark, those guitars are very low, and um, it was like listening to trawling through a, a just a, a mosh pit that was up to your neck and trying to push through it. And it, it was kind of a miserable time for me in that sense because I really felt like they kind of went out and created just this mess almost, you know. It was very uh, like it's very audacious. Like the ideas are put together. Like you said, it's going to be black metal, death metal, psychedelic rock, whatever. But it really did feel like... Just a not a chore, but very hard. It's very difficult to really kind of find a home for me in this. Yeah, no, definitely right. It it is hard because again, it's it's one of those bands that they don't like to sit a riffs long. They just like to keep changing. You keep getting you uncomfortable, trying to keep that chaos and that intensity going with their songs and. Yeah, it, it, unfortunately, at times it became too chaotic. And you just like, just just step it back a bit, let it breathe, let me well, enjoy yeah, the riff. I wasn't too sure. And the thing is, I actually feel really bad about saying that. Like, oh, this is a band that's like, nah, I'm going to like this band because I understand on a technical standpoint, there is. This is, this is actually kind of. Whether you can call it revolutionary, because I really don't know many metal bands who are trying to push a sound forward like this. And for that, they deserve a lot of credit. I really cannot put these guys against another band. Um, It is very unfamiliar sounding territory. I also don't know if that reasoning that it was very focused, like is this a Dillinger Escape Plan influence where it's very much like let's push together a style and see what happens and maybe in 10 years they will help influence other people to then go ahead and be audacious and daring. So I can respect it on that end. But as a piece of art, I see it and hear it, and I'm just like, I have no interest in revisiting it because it made me feel crap. Oh, okay, that's a new one. Yeah, that's how you feel. But it it is, Mm. right, it is very avant-garde, you could say, because I've never heard of, like, this type of style and being progressive in nature and it is because every song literally ties to the next song how the the yeah. song ends and the next song begins are literally a uh, progressive so the whole album i guess it's kind of like a concept album yeah. and if, if you look at the song titles straight away these song titles feel like it's progressive song titles um go, go on their website try to read their their they don't even call it a or a biography sorry they've, they've given it a different title because they're really setting themselves apart of this other tangent, you know, and they're really kind of setting up a story, like you said, and taking it almost very seriously to a degree, you know, Yeah. Um, with the origins of the actual John Frum um, lore, you know, read into it, guys. You might get interested and it might help you set it up and maybe that's the whole point, maybe the whole mm. point when you read it, it's very bleak and it's very depressing and that, in a sense, they've done to emulate that has worked for them in the, in a sense because it does really feel like a dark drive through a hellish pit of you know of of, of war almost you know yeah. it does it does feel like that to a degree like just gunfire tanks dirt mud um disgusting the heat uh all that it really does feel like that but that's not a pleasurable thing and i think that's probably what they did really well is they created a very um a, a certain sound and i think that that was what i want to do is that even though i don't like it i really want to hope that these guys do find a market and hopefully like the fans can tell us why this album is good for those reasons but aside from the the riff in track two and track six there were no other reasons for the guitarist for me to be engaging uh, on that level yeah definitely it's definitely a drum led uh album the drumming is very very good I mean, oh, like yeah. he puts in rolls different cymbals, a bit of blast beats he, he does the drumming does a lot to this album and the drumming is one he kind of brings the intensity and creates the intensity where the guitars yeah. more just using different distortions and tones for the fill. so drumming is it's great if you're a big drummer you'll probably like what this guy does uh, the singing I thought was really good I thought yeah singing, no, he's great yeah. No, I must admit the way he, he is um, his attack is perfect Yeah. Uh, any and, and in the faceless I would reckon I, I, I'd like to hear that more in that as well sorry. but even listening to the faceless the same problems arise when I hear the faceless music to this that style of just frantic uh noise of smashing ideas together in such a way, which is very challenging, but also something for me, I just cannot get engaged into. And I think that's for the fans to know about us. That's when done right, like I was saying with Archfield or Emma Farger, for example, with a death metal backdrop, I think it can find a home, but um, yeah, I've got not much to, apart from maybe like I was saying, Dan, there are a couple of money riffs in the, in the album. And like you said, the highlights from the drumming and the singing is really good. But when you hear like the intro to track three with that doom metal black Sabbath, it goes for like three minutes or whatever. Yeah, feels yeah. like 20. Honestly, I'm just like, it's very hard to get the interest back when you want to stick through it. Um, and it's just like things like that. The instrumental, yeah, sure, that the wrists are really cool. But um, I just, uh, listening to the album, I, I couldn't enjoy it from an angle of being like, okay, as a musician, what am I uh, is, 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 it's a delight alright so I didn't really get into that and then when I turned my brain off I got bored because I'm like, like I don't think of it like a musician at all just try to enjoy it but then I'm like now I'm tuning out now I'm like you know so this album like, where does it, who's it for like who's it gonna be for like what's the headspace for it you know and just listening to it for me to see if I liked it didn't resonate so I need to look at it at another angle but I couldn't figure that out but listen to the album so I was kind of like it's just gonna have to just exist yeah I think, it's for, I think it's for those albums or styles that you like it straight away or you don't. I mean, it might be able to grow on you if you can start to hear all the subtleties in the playing. You can really appreciate it and see where they're trying to go with it. Yeah. If you can see that, that's great. But at the same time, that takes a lot of listening and a lot of passion and enjoyment to get to that level. Yeah, and that's kind of like when you buy a video game like Final Fantasy and you're like, yeah, it's as good as 6. And you might play that thing for hours and hours and hours, but it's not. It's not Final Fantasy 6 VI or 7. It's Final Fantasy 13. And that game sucks ass. Like, yeah. was it Hope or whatever? Ah, yeah, yeah. Or was Die a slow death, you know? Yeah. Terrible concept, terrible characters, rah, 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 and But it's got a lot of that sheen to it. Uh, again, this has got that. It's got that, a lot of that sheen in that, but just nothing that i could go back to it and go like this is such a wicked fierce or right whatever it exists and mm. for that it's it's pretty much all i can do is just give it a a wink and a nod and like yeah it, there it is and what are we going to reviewing next kind of thing yeah i'm mean, that's fair so for me like to, to give you a label that the masses might understand it's like think of Miss sugar but more chaotic in their song structures and their style i think that's the best i can't yeah they it. kind of revisit a gente thing at times but it is really just uh, a, uh the drummer does his best to kind of bring forward an intensity and a groove to it but the guitarist really just kind of plods along with it and he's he, cre- they're creative of so many ideas that they put yeah. forth and that's the one thing i really want to get across is that this is definitely not a, um uh, an album that is written by by nobodies uh, it's just such an album that has a direction that I'm, I don't understand what, what the, uh, in total it was about. And I think it needs, for me, to me, go ahead and then listen to it and read about it and get in more of the lore and explore those ideas more. But I don't really invest my time in music like that. You've got, you know, a certain amount of time to do it. And um, it's just, it was an album for me that to, when I listened to it the whole way through twice, I just not, never, nothing ever wanted me to go back to listen to it again. Yeah, and that's fair. So it's, it's definitely, unfortunately, it's, it's a style. It's a style. So, yeah. But, you know, I obviously think, though, that there is something in this that, that someone can love because I think, like you says, one man's trash is another man's treasure. And these guys have a way of writing that I think will appeal to people who like The Faceless and Dillinger, people who are outside the box conventionally that don't want riffs and songs that sound like anything else they've heard before. And for that even the guitar tone is just like really disgusting mm-hmm. and really low where it very much just like puke, you know, almost. That in themselves might be a reason why these fans want to get into it because it's just like, for that, I, I can't, I, I think I'm I'm describing it in a way where maybe they'll be like, yeah, that's what we wanted to do. Hey, interesting. You know? I don't know. Because yeah. I've seen, I know that there's escape plan's philosophy. I know what they're like where they're just kind of like, yeah, we don't want you to like it. And I'm almost like, Is this the intention the same? Or is this like a deliberate attempt to push so far away from it that it's going to make people feel uncomfortable in that and maybe eventually come around to it? And that's the whole point. At the very worst, I can see this thing influencing other people to write a style that is outside the zone of predictability. And maybe that's what metal needs right now. Yeah. This is definitely what Gent needs. Yeah, yeah. You know? So um, with that, I comes with a recommendation to fans of Chaotic and music that people don't want to people to like <laughs> yeah it's if you, weird if you are like weird... I don't know, if, if you like that chaotic way of thinking or get easily distracted so you need it where like weird interesting standing changes and notes whatever to get you occupied then this is probably for you so. the best thing about it is I think in its favour is that I think certain metal bands want to go out there and write an album where people are going to absolutely love and people are absolutely going to hate I think when you get stuck in the middle um, being mediocre is very familiar possibly yeah. you know. Yeah. and this band is definitely not mediocre However, it's an album that I can definitely not recommend. <laughs> yeah. uh, however, I really wish though, that in the, in the future I can come back to this album and do it. Maybe someone can give us some insight and be like, dude, you're listening to it wrong. And then I'm like, great. How can we like this album? Like, How's a way we can frame ourselves to do it? But for now, I've never had to listen to music in a certain frame. And I'll know straight away if it's great, whether it be a masterpiece from the 70s to, to today um, in different styles. And it doesn't matter. It's a backdrop and I can get transported and I think the best thing about music, it can transport you into a way of feeling. And uh, this one here transport me to a way of feeling of displeasure. So with that, I have to give it. that. And if that's its, if that was its pride purpose, and we have to do ten out of ten yeah that's, that's can you imagine could you imagine if this is an album like it's, it's exactly that and they're gonna be like thank you Sif Mirror Brother Matt and I'll be like <laughs> you you're got welcome us. Got <laughs> <us>. <laughs> you guys. really understand what we're trying to do and like people are liking this album they're like no you're wrong it <laughs> yeah. sucks listen to him it's a piece of crap I don't know you know, maybe, and, maybe it'd be like that um, DJ Salinger book. Was it Catching the Eye? It's like people want to hear the, the, the masterpiece behind it or something. Oh, that, 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 that book is a part of crap. Um, and when you read it in year 10, you realize like, I, when they try to showcase episodes of The Simpsons, I'm like, yeah, I want to be doing that. But yeah, um, and eventually, yeah. So with that, I guess that's the end of the, the uh, review. Dan, any thoughts you want to give it towards the end? Well, no, but in the words of John Frum, this is not your voice. This is not your breath. It is not the consequence of something heaven sent. Well, that has been the end of our show. I am Super Metal Brother Matt. And I'm Super Metal Brother Dan. Be sure to join us next week on the Super Metal Brothers. I've had an absolute pleasure here. And I guess with that, we'll catch you next week.